Hello everybody and welcome to episode 21 of DMDR. This is Jeremy Connor. So, uh, to get right on with it, I want to talk about taking charge of your own happiness and safety this go around. Because a lot of people have a hard time dealing with that. They uh, externalize where their happiness and safety comes from. They expect other people to take care of both of those things and it don't work that way. I tell my son that quite a bit because I was bad about being well I'll be happy once I get this kind of house or car or just whatever and if you're not happy with what you got now you're not going to be happy with the next thing you get because you're always going to want more that's never going to end uh in your safety seriously like you can't depend on no one but yourself to keep yourself safe uh I don't walk around without some form of self-defense on me and it don't have to be no gun or anything just uh things can happen so fast and I would say most people don't want to hurt nobody they just want to mind their own business and go about their day but not everybody's like that uh in school I remember getting attacked from the sidelines didn't see it coming and I just didn't know what to do and not a teacher in sight not a principal in sight and that's the same way in the real world there's not a policeman on every corner so you know you just have to be vigilant with that so I'm going to take one of these on one at a time. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with the happiness part. And taking control of your own happiness, uh, first thing you got to do is take inventory of yourself. What makes you happy? What kind of person do you think you are? Because some people are so damn down on themselves, they think they deserve whatever crap gets thrown their way, and you can't think like that. Um, we've all done dumb, messed up things. But you have to move past that and forgive yourself because everybody deserves happiness and joy and some people just won't let themselves have it so for myself personally i had to think you know what makes me happy and honestly what's weird is what makes me happy right now is my age i'm in my early 40s so i've learned a lot of things in these 40 years that i can use but i'm still young enough to be able to do something about it because when you're old you know, it's just about too late. It's not completely too late, but, you know, you don't have the strength and the capability to do a lot of things that you could have done when you were younger. But the problem is, is when you're younger, you ain't got no damn experience. So now, you know, being in my 40s, I've got experience and I still got good health. I, you know, I've done more at 40 than I ever did, you know, in my 20s. About the only cool thing I did in my 20s was have a couple of t-shirt shops and that kept me broke but I, I had a lot of fun doing it and I don't have any regrets matter of fact that's how I met my wife but as far as controlling my happiness uh, I'm a realist and that works out in my favor because there's some things that I would like to have that I just can't afford and I'm not going to dig myself in debt to get it like it sounds cool to have a nice jacked up truck but why have to pay for it for the rest of my life and I see so many old people I work at a hospital and you wouldn't believe how many old people can barely walk has these big, huge, jacked-up trucks because now they can afford it, but they can't even get in and out of damn things. It's wild. It's it's kind of sad because I'm already thinking, you know, 20, 30 years ahead. I told my wife, I said, the next place we move, it's going to be ground level with maybe a basement for tornadoes or whatever, but we don't need no damn attic. We don't need stairs to go up and down when we're in our 80s. And when I hit my late 50s, early 60s, I'm going to install like a walk-in bathtub. If something happens to me, I want my wife to be able to take a bath by herself for as long as she can. I want to be able to get old 
and still be independent. And you can't really be independent when you need someone to lift you in and out of a damn bathtub. So preparing for me and my family's future helps my happiness. The people I let be around my family, you know, I control. And I don't go overboard with it, but you have to have boundaries. And if people repeatedly step on them, they don't give a shit. They think they're always right, and there ain't no change in that. And I ain't got no qualms about cutting someone out of my life. It don't feel great. And it don't even have to be forever. Like, if the person that pulled that stuff can learn how to act right and respect your wishes, you know, then they can come back in. But it, for me, it takes a while. I've, I've been burnt a bunch of times given second, third, and fortieth chances. I tell you what, that, that shit gets old and it just wastes your time. Um, I wish that I could had, you know, the family and the friends I had 20 years ago, but that's gone. You know, uh, most of my friends have moved off and moved on. I don't really like having people over in my home. And one of those reasons is, is you can't really trust nobody. You can't. I trust them to certain points, but how many times have you heard of the best friend sleeping with the person's wife and stuff like that just over and over it never ends and I'm very guarded with my family we're in a good place I don't like having the neighborhood kids coming over to the house but I let them because I don't want my son to live in a box so I will forego some peace of mind because they do they drag drama to my house every now and then but they're kids and so you kind of you forgive that unless it gets just to a point of being crazy I've had to put my foot down a few times saying, hey, if you can't act right, you can't be in my house. And I've had to say that a few times, and, you know, things would cool off for a good long while because they'd either not come by for a while, or, you know, they'd come back and they'd act right. And you guys especially, and you ladies too, don't let people act however the hell they want in your home. You don't even have to be reasonable. You can outlaw the color blue in your house if you want to. It's your house people say well that's not reasonable it don't matter the only place that you're in control of is your home and that is it when you're out in public you know you don't own the public too many Karens can't seem to quite get that one uh, I don't like going to Walmart just because people act just any old way and there's not a thing I can do about it for one it's not my place I can't control the public and by shits they can't control me either it just I wish people would just act right in public but that's that's not going to happen ever you know that's not even something worth wasting my energy over it just i wish people had more not decency but i don't know i don't know how to explain it but when i try to go to town you know i don't want to be slobby looking and i don't want to be yelling at the kids and making a damn scene and making things uncomfortable for people um that's why i like schnooks schnooks is like walmart for higher tax bracket people I guess I just can't really afford to shop there but I, I definitely like the vibe and there's nothing against Walmart you know Walmart has saved my hiney a hundred times it's just more how people act cause I've I don't know it just people act like they ain't got no damn common sense and it's not poor people I'm picking on cause rich people can do the same thing uh you know I was dirt poor when I was a kid but Mom and Dad always made sure that we was well took care of, we were washed, we wasn't just sliding into Walmart just looking shaggy, and we also didn't cause a scene in public. You know, if we went out to eat, Mom and Dad didn't let me just act any way. 
know, I wasn't going to be climbing over tables and yelling and screaming. That was not going to fly. Uh, we didn't have to be rich to have decency and just to act right, you know. Um, you can be just as poor as piss and still act like somebody, you know. I've seen rich people, you know, can afford anything they want and just be scuzzy, you know. It's, we're not all made the same. That's why I'm not jealous of rich people. I assume that it wasn't easy for them to get rich, uh, so I can't fault them for that. And then I kind of feel bad for the ones that had generational wealth where they just uh, inherited all their money and they never had to really do much to get it because they're kind of out of touch with reality. And I think they have an actual harder time finding happiness because everything revolves around wealth and the things you can do and all that. I like knowing that my wife loves me, you know, no matter how much money I got. We get along. That's priceless. I love my family. I'm sure there's hundreds of millions of people that would say, hey, you know, I'd trade my family for a couple million dollars. And I wouldn't trade my family for a billion dollars. And that sounds like pure horseshit. But what's all that money going to do for you if you don't have no one you love to enjoy it with? You know, um, I'd rather struggle and have a good, solid family because we're all going to get old and die. There ain't no getting around none of that shit. And I'd rather be a poor dude with family gathered around me that's going to miss me that we had great memories with than, you know, to be the richest dude on earth and die alone, you know? Uh, just knowing what makes you happy. Some people, maybe money's the only thing that makes them happy. I don't understand it, but uh, I, I just know what works for me. So take stock in what makes you happy. Is it family? Do you like living alone? Is it just watching movies all day? Some people swear by playing video games all day. That's the only thing that makes them happy. And I was kind of one of those for a while where I would just game non-stop. But now I'm older and I'm like, you know, I don't want to play games. I want to do stuff. I want to, you know, write comedy and just experience things. Because I got 42 real damn fast. Like, I remember being in school thinking, man, I'm never going to graduate ever. And then you graduate and you go from your graduation night to having grandkids and it's like holy shit what whoa you know my daughter you know she's early 20s gave me a grandkid and I remember her being my grandkids age like it was nothing it's it's weird how time works because it feels like it went by in a snap and it also feels like I've lived several lifetimes too it's like you're a different person every five years it's just so many things change I went from being a high school geek uh, to, you know, getting piercings and tattoos and all this stuff, going through that phase, to being where, you know, I want to be somebody. It just, so many lifetimes you live in your own lifetime, it, it's weird. Uh, all the girlfriends I've had and just weird experiences, it's just, it's weird. It, it don't make sense. I have a hard time keeping track of who knew who during that time especially with work because I've just this last job I've been there for about seven or eight years and so many people's coming in out the door that I'm like hey remember when uh me and so and so I'm like, oh I didn't work here when they worked here and I'm just like ah oh, geez and I do it all the time ah sorry I'm skipping off track I'm bad about that so let's bring this to y'all so keeping track of your own happiness just write down the stuff that makes you happy or you think it'd make you happy and just check off the boxes that you can't control, do anything about, 
and focus on the ones that you can change. Like if you really want some snazzy car, you know, plot out how you're going to get it. Some things are just out of your reach and you're going to have to accept that. Um, when I was a kid, I used to want to live in a mansion so bad. I wanted to live in a mansion with a bunch of stairs. And I can tell you at 42, I could give a damn about no mansion and stairs because to have a mansion, you'd have to be rich enough to hire people to clean it all the time. Just the cost of keeping it heated and cooled. I mean, you'd have to be a multi-millionaire to afford a mansion. And you'd have to worry about that money coming in. I'm not at the bottom of the rung no more, but I've been at the bottom, and I know if I had to go back down there that I could make it comfortable, but I've not been so far up that getting downgraded would be just life-altering forever. You know, if you were born in a mansion and you have to live in an apartment, hell, you'd lose your mind. When they had that huge stock market crash back forever ago, tons of people were killing themselves left and right, jumping off of damn buildings and shit because they lost all their money and they didn't know how to cope with it. They'd never been poor. And me having been poor, I can tell you that it's manageable. You can survive and you can still have fun and happiness. What money does is it gets you options. Being happy is up to you, but money buys you options. Like, I don't have the option of going yachting. That's, that's not on the board for me. But that's alright, because I, that's not something that really tickles my fancy anyway. I ain't saying it wouldn't be nice to have that as an option if I wanted to, but there's just no need for me. If I never set foot on a yacht, I'm totally cool with that. Um, I'm at the age where I don't need to party all the time, and I don't need to have a bunch of girls around me. I got my one girl. She's plenty enough for me. Um, so for me, my meaning of life is just taking care of my family. That's my purpose. Uh, and it feels good to kind of suffer a little for your family, like... I would pull in some long ass hours, but you know, for me it was a pride thing too because I'm like, well, hell yeah, I'm working all these hours, and, you know, I got a family to take care of, and hell, you get people, you get guys that ain't men no more, all they want to do is play on their PlayStation and let their women do the work, and I just don't see how you can feel any bit good about that. Like, you don't have a girlfriend, you've got a damn mom, you know, and married dudes pull that shit. They just want to lay around the house all day while their wives take care of things. And shit, that's not their job. Um, I guess different strokes for different folks, but I don't... I've, n I've never seen it be sustainable. I've known people like that that don't want to work, just want to hang around the house and their women take care of it. And that'll happen for a few years, but it's never lasted as far as I've seen. I'm sure it has in some families. I don't see how, but... I guess that's on them. I can't make people live the way that I think they should live, so I can't fault them for that. I just, I don't understand it. You know, I like knowing that everything that me and my family has, me and my wife has built it. My dad helped me out a lot at the beginning. I was lucky to have a good support system because you can be poor and still have a good support system. My parents were great, not a problem with them, and we didn't have much money, but you know, they'd always, somehow scrape up enough money to help if they needed to help and that was amazing um, I want to be like that for my kids I don't want to spoil them so much that they don't know what to do my dad was kind of bad about that he was such a good dad that he would just squelch all my fires if anything bad happened he would be right there to fix it and I had to learn to fix it myself whether it be personal drama or just 
something messing up with the car or appliances. Google's taught me a lot of how to fix stuff because if you're in a certain tax bracket, you better learn to be fine with using YouTube and Home Depot because you can't afford to farm a lot of this stuff out. But I also know when I ain't got no business messing with something, like I've never messed with copper water pipes ever. I have no idea what I'm doing with that. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, so when it comes to stuff like that, yeah, I'm, I'm going to call a plumber that knows what the hell he's doing because I'm going to cost more money having to refix the things I've messed up than having it done right the first time. It's one of the reasons I don't really look into auto mechanicing because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I can do a few basic things, but when it comes right down to it, if something major needs fixed, I'm not going to try to figure it out. I'm just going to take that L and have someone else fix it. But anyway, I tell you what, I like to talk about myself, don't I? And I ain't doing y'all a bit of good. So, trying to refocus. Here we go. I think I already said, you know, write down the things that make you happy. Uh, what else is there? It's, uh, you know, controlling who you let in and out of your life. Because Bill Burr talks about people he calls boo birds. And boo birds are people that just going to shit on whatever you try to do, whatever you say. They are not cheerleading for you. They're just uh, nitpicking every single thing you do. And I don't let them kind of people in my life. Um, also, you need to accept who you are. You know, get past that. We've all been through traumas. We've all done shitty things to people. And after you apologize to them, you know, just move on. Let it go. Learn from it. Don't ever blame others for your unhappiness. Uh, complaining ain't going to help. If someone is affecting your happiness, you just need to cut them out. Like, if you're married and they're just shitting on you all the time and you're like, hey, you know, you hurt my feelings, we need to have therapy, you know, and if they're not listening to you, you know, it's time to call it a damn day because they're never going to change. I've lived that one. Uh, me and my wife now, all we do is try to help each other. Uh, you know, she's a partner, you know, she cares about, she cares as much about my well-being as she cares about her home and me with her the same way. But complaints ain't ever going to do nothing. Be a person of action. If something's bothering you, fix it. And if it can't be fixed, you need to ditch it. You need to go after what you want uh, as well because I wanted to be a comedian when I was 20. And it took me 20 years to get the balls to go on stage. If you just keep planning ahead, you can you can do your homework, do your research, but don't let that take up too much time. You need to act on it because half of everything you do is just starting it. Like, I'm still kind of a shitty comedian. I'm not going to sell out no seats anytime soon, but I'm three years better than I was. Fixing to be four years better than what I was. And I may not never get to the point where I can sell seats, but I'm having a good time along the way and I've met some really interesting people. And it makes me interesting to people. It's opened a lot of doors for me, just people saying, I can't believe that you can get up on stage and talk to people like that. And it's really good for my self-esteem because I used to not be that fella. Uh, know the things you can and can't control because there's a lot of stuff, like I said earlier, you can't control. You can control how you act and you can control how others let you feel. That's about it. Uh, don't depend on things to make you happy. You can be just as happy in a shitty apartment as you can a big old mansion, and you can be just as sad in either one of those two. You know, how many rich people off themselves? You know, you wouldn't think they'd have a reason on earth. Like, they can do anything they want. 
but they're still not happy and they kill themselves. You know, happiness definitely comes from the inside. You gotta really work on yourself because nothing else really matters because you're stuck with yourself for the rest of your life. Uh, you need to have empathy and compassion for others. Like, I feel good when I tip somebody really good. Matter of fact, quick little side story. Um, me and my family went to this fancy Italian restaurant in St. Louis, and this place was swanky. And we are not swanky people, but we try to act right in public. So long story short, we had got this gift card for that place, which was good because we couldn't afford it in a normal situation. So we go there and everybody's dressed up nice. We're kind of dressed down. So I'm like, oh, we definitely look out of place here. But anyway, we had a fantastic dinner. And when the check came, you know, we paid with that uh, gift card. And we didn't have any folded money on us, no dollar bills, nothing like that. And the waiter could have been snooty about it, but he could tell, you know, we ain't their normal clientele. So he was like, that's all right, you don't have to tip. And I'm like, nah, man, you were fantastic with us. Said, we're, we're going to tip you, so we'll just have to do it by credit card. And that took some doing, but we got to tip him, and we tipped him pretty well. Well, okay, we tipped him 20 bucks, and that's probably on the very low end for him, more than likely. But, you know, to me, to tip 20 bucks is a lot. Uh, I don't know, just like once you've paid like 20 bucks for a dinner, you know, paying 20 more bucks just don't seem reasonable. Now, this was like a $100 plus dinner, but I don't do math very well, and I don't know much about percentages, but I was like, well, I hope 20 bucks is fair. But he was grateful. He was super cool with it. And one of the other waiters was being super nice to us, like, hey, hope you enjoyed your time here. And we're like, yeah, oh, yeah, it was amazing. So I'm, I'm hoping that we were like a good story for the waiter, like, hey, we had some damn rednecks come in, but they didn't short us on tips. They were actually pretty decent because I don't want to be the asshole redneck that they're like, oh God, we're probably going to get tipped 28 cents and their kids are probably going to run all over the place. But no, we, we acted right. We treated the waiter as good as we possibly could. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to that place because it's, it's so, so damn good. It's called Maggio's in St. Louis, Missouri. Just super classy. I'll tell you what, the only complaint is they ruined Olive Garden for me forever because I thought, you know, Olive Garden was fancy. Shit. Like, there wasn't one nasty thing on that menu. And, I mean, just a lot of it. Like, that, hands down the best Italian food I've ever had in my life. Uh, so anyway, shout out to those guys because, man, um, if that's motivation to get in a higher tax bracket, that would be it. Uh, man, that was good. And that waiter was super cool. Matter of fact, the whole staff was nice. Anyway, sorry. Uh, where am I at? Uh, you gotta stop negativity. Don't be your own boo bird. Because you can talk yourself out of happiness. People do it all the time. I've done it. So don't do yourself that way. You, you deserve happiness. Um, it's up to you to get it. So just work on that. But negativity... Don't let neg negativity come from you or other people. Them damn boo birds that are shitting on everything you try to do. You know, got one of those at work because I was talking about, uh, talking to my work about maybe, you know, their next, uh, big shindig if they wanted some comedians or something. And this let this lady goes, they ain't gonna want to hear none of that. Just real shitty. And she might be right, but she was just being a dick face about it. Uh, 
and people are like that like if they see you're trying to do something neat or cool or better yourself whether you're trying to go to college or you have like this idea for something the first person that just shits on everything is probably one of the first people you need to cut the hell out of your life luckily this chick ain't a part of my life she's got her own issues that's work friends are great i've got work friends because i can leave their asses at work having personal friends <clears throat> i can only think of a couple that i have and i, I barely see them and i kind of like it that way um, we might see each other once or twice a year and that's plenty you know i just i don't go out drinking all night no more i don't party uh, i think starting out trying to find happiness is you just need to uh, find purpose purpose is what brings me happiness like i feel like i'm on this earth for a reason even if it's for a small reason if it's just for me and the four other people in my family you know that's enough for me you know i i keep them going give them life lessons love you know a roof over their heads you know that's purpose enough i don't need to be in hollywood or sell out comedy shows you know i I've got enough right now to make me happy. And being content is part of that. Just like what you have, but have ambition to have more. But you don't need to have more. Like everything in my house, if that's what I'm stuck with for the rest of my life, I am super cool with that. I've got my family. I got my PlayStation 4. You know, hell, I played Atari and regular Nintendo and Super NES for decades. You know, I'm sure they're going to have bigger and better things, but I'm happy with what I got. I've got a basement full of VHS and DVDs. I've got plenty of books. I've got entertainment to last a lifetime. So I can focus on writing kind of comedy stuff and doing these little bits of things here and there. So just being content, finding that purpose. Like if you don't have any purpose, you're not going to have any happiness. If your only purpose is to lay around on a couch and play, play Grand Theft Auto, that's not living. And you don't have to have a family to have purpose. You can volunteer, you can get a job where you're helping people. I, I like to be kind of like a one-man island except for my family. But I'd be bored and lonely without other people. That's why I like having my job. I have patients I can take care of. I have uh, co-workers that depend on me sometimes. You know, I, I have a life's purpose. You know, keep my kids and wife took care of, and taking care of patients. You know, that's enough. I could drive a shitbox car for the rest of my life, and as long as it runs, I'm happy. I'll drive a damn pink Escort to and from. I don't give a damn. You know, I don't have to walk, and I know I can still walk. You know, my legs work just fine. I'm grateful for my health. So as far as the happiness portion of this, I hope this does you some good, because happiness really does come from within. If you don't know what makes you happy, find something. You know, get to digging for it. Uh, try things that you would have never tried before because I tell you what I like new experiences I tried doing a radio for a while and while kind of fun it didn't pay enough for me to continue with it so that's why I got so that radio thing is why I've got this podcast because I like talking but I didn't like getting paid minimum wage for four hours a day either and this here if I don't make a cent at least I'm doing things the way I want to do it so find your purpose get out of your comfort zone because you can try it once and say this ain't for me and move on to something else. Uh, that's why I don't get people that, that off themselves. Like, I, th I, would, I would think that if I ever got in that state of mind, that I would just at least go out doing something. 
wild, like, I don't know, join the army or something, to where it's like, at least you have the benefit of not caring whether you make it out or not, you know, you, hell, you could be a damn superhero, you know, I don't know, I guess it's not for me to talk about, because I don't know nothing about it. So anyway, I will be right back, and we'll start talking about personal safety. DMDR with Jeremy Connor is sponsored by My Friend's Shop, the best consignment store in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. My Friend's Shop is located at 2180 Northwest Wood Boulevard. You can reach them at 573-625-0930. For all your vape and glass needs, come to Blind Rabbit Vape Supply in Poplar Bluff. 2330 Northwest Wood Boulevard, Poplar Bluff, Missouri. All right, I am back. So this will be kind of the short half, and that's personal safety. Uh, that goes starting out with your kids because uh, schools, I'm not saying they don't give a damn, but they sure don't do a whole lot to ensure your kid's safety. I worked in the public school system. I was, you know, a student, you know, and I've, I've seen it. It's so easy to get hurt at school. They just don't have enough teachers or staff. Uh, now, you know, they've got security guards and stuff, which is nice. Cause that's the kind of world we live in now but even then you only got one or two maybe and they call them resource officers but you know what uh the school system i worked at they had a resource officer that uh got arrested for uh ugh, i don't even want to say it uh, he was making homemade ugh, kid stuff if you catch my drift and apparently they had caught him and this asshole you know was a resource officer for a public school so you can't trust nobody around your kids. Um, you can't trust nobody. So that resource officer, I actually knew that dude because he dated a mutual friend of mine and I had hung out with him in our early 20s for a little bit. He seemed like an all right guy, didn't give off no weird vibes or nothing. Seemed like a decent guy. And everybody was like, oh, he's such a nice guy, you know. And lo and behold, he was pulling all sorts of shit. So, you know, him being in charge of kids. Yeah. And how many times do you see it on the news? And you don't just have to worry about the guys. The damn women, the teachers are sleeping with the students. It's just, it's a ickety-ass world we live in now. And you can't trust nobody. Hell, you can't trust your own family. One of the best bits of advice that I got came from my cousin. He said, you know, don't let any damn men around your kids whether they're related or not. And he's right. Uh, I got into a humongous spat with a family member recently because she kept trying to drag this dude that I did not much care for. You know, no matter how many times I'd say, hey, you know, he's not welcome in my house, this jackass would keep showing up in my house. And so I'm like, well, if you're not respecting my wishes, you know, you're gonna have to get out of here. And she left on her own accord, which is great because, you know, she was getting the damn boot anyway. And I feel bad for her because hindsight's always 2020, ain't it? Like, everybody's like, this guy is a fucking dickwad. And she don't see it, and she won't see it. Because it was the same way with some of my relationships. People were like, dude, that chick is poison. I'm like, oh, no, you don't know her like I know her. Ugh, I wish I'd have listened. So anyway, tell your kids to just keep their head on a damn swivel. Don't trust nobody. You know, definitely not alone. I tell you what. If an adult gets a case of the hornies around a kid, there's not a whole lot the kid can do to protect themselves, like, and these fuckers will use, like, mind tricks and stuff, like, you know, don't tell nobody or I'll kill your parents, stupid shit like that, and kids will believe that shit, and that's why you, you, when they become adults, that's when they're like, 
hey, so-and-so did this, and people were like, well, why didn't you say something back then? But they wasn't empowered enough to say nothing. I'm glad that that shit is to where they don't question it no more. It's like someone said, hey, uncle, so-and-so diddled me when I was eight. You know, it ain't, it don't matter if that person's 28 now or not. They're like, you know, let's, let's whoop some ass, you know? And it's just not the sexual stuff the kids had to worry about. The school that I worked at had these damn... I've talked about this in an earlier podcast. Damn killer cafeteria tables where you barely touch the latch and the damn things that flop down on you. I got hit twice as a full-grown man and it rang my damn bell. And schools are too damn cheap to do nothing about it. The kid actually got killed at that school system. Not the school I was at, but the same school system with the same kind of tables. And they replaced the tables at that particular school, kept them all and the rest of them. All your tax money that's supposed to be going to the schools ain't making it for some reason. They'll give them the bare minimum, but they're spreading teachers thin. Bus drivers, they can't keep bus drivers for shit because they don't want to pay them nothing. And driving a school bus sucks. I can tell you by experience. I didn't make it long because it sucks. Not only are you driving something that drives real weird, but you're having to keep track of all these kids. And then the jackass parents that want you to wait in front of their house for 15 minutes when you have to be at school at a particular time the parents were the worst the principal don't give a shit um, and that's been in every school I've been at the principals are overwhelmed a lot of the times the principals are so damn full of themselves it ain't beats anything I've ever seen I worked in the education system as a janitor at a college and the school system and educated people can be fucking assholes guys like you can't teach them nothing like about common sense like I get it you got through college you're probably very book smart but you're full of yourself and you don't listen to reason Um, they don't want to hear a thing you got to say if you're under a certain college level I can guarantee you that they'll treat you like you're cute and a good worker that's it you know they don't respect your feelings on much else Sure, shit, don't try to give them any advice, because how, how dare you, you know? They, they got life figured out. They're making six figures or whatever, but uh, I don't know. I just, I do not like people that are full of themselves. Uh, I don't know, just, just treat me like I got a little bit of sense, you know? I know I ain't no math whiz, but anyway. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Kind of dazed off there for a second. Uh, enroll your kids into some cheap martial arts class. Because not only do they need to learn how to protect themselves early, but they need the camaraderie and all that stuff. They need the self-esteem. I, I wish I could have went to karate or whatever when I was a kid. Um, and I was short and little and stuttered, and I was afraid to defend myself. And then it came to a point where I had to, and it wasn't near as bad or scary as I thought it was going to be. And it would save myself a whole lot of more trouble had I just learned that earlier when I was a kid. Because if you're in a little slap fight when you're in kindergarten and the kids are like, hey, you know, you don't mess with this kid. If that gets you out of half in a fight for the rest of your school living, you know, that is good. You know, go from a little slap box fight to never having to, you know, fight again. I call that a win. People teach your kids that it's not right to fight no matter what. But what they forget to say is, you know, it's not all right to fight, but it's totally fine to defend yourself. You know, if someone's picking on you, you should have every right to rock that person's shit because, you know, if they're putting their hands on you and you wasn't asking for it, I think that gives you every right in the world to throw a couple of back 
black eyes around. And I'm not saying that every time you fight, you're going to win. I have lost the shit out of a fight. But me and that person, you know, we're still friends. And he, he don't fuck with me no more. You know, he, he got the better end of that fight. But he respects me. And I respect him because, you know, we was both in the wrong. And we moved on from that shit. Uh, as an adult, you're definitely in charge of your own safety. Uh, like I said earlier, I carry something with me. If I don't want to kill nobody. I also don't want to be killed. Uh, I'm really big into peace. I don't want to stir no shit. I just want to know that if someone's trying to hurt me, that if they do, by shits, they aren't it. Because they may whip my ass or kill me, but I'm going to take a piece of them with me. Uh, and that's just paying attention. You know, I keep my head on a swivel when I'm walking to the car, when I'm at Walmart, when I'm getting my money from the ATM. I'm not just assuming that there's a cop handy or that their video camera works. Because how many times, like at Walmart, I swear they got the shittiest cameras for such a multi-billion dollar place. They'll be like, hey, have you seen this person that shoplifted? And the picture quality will suck so bad. And it's like, y'all are Walmart, man. Y'all should have, like, high-definition everything, I would imagine. Especially if you're so damn worried about shoplifting. Uh, man, I don't, I don't get it. So, yeah, like I said, you're in charge of your safety and your happiness. Um, you're kind of in charge of others, too. Like, you need to look out for other people, too. Because so many people are just running around with their heads stuck in the damn sand. Uh, women, not so much. They know they ha kind of have to keep an eye out. I didn't realize how damn bad women have it. Just talking to my wife and her friends and stuff, talking about how they said something, and it's absolutely true. They said that every girl knows a girl that's been raped, but no guy knows another rapist. And she's right. You know, it's... I can't tell you how many girls that I've known over the years say they've been molested or raped. And I'm like, holy shit. And then looking back at all my friends and stuff, I can think of one dude that said something creepy as shit in sixth grade that I don't think I'll ever forget, and I'm ashamed of myself for not reporting that fucker. Even if he was just full of shit, I don't think he was. And so, you know, till my last day, I'm going to regret not going to a teacher and saying, hey, this jackass told me this. Probably need to look into it. Anyway, um, I think that's it for that. Just arm yourself in the most legal way possible. Uh, don't be an asshole to others. Try not to look like an easy target either, because if you look like an easy target, you're going to be a target. I think I'm done talking for now, so just want to tell y'all, you know, get therapy. Go to a few sessions. I've enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, I kind of miss it because my therapist said, well, you know, we've worked through all this stuff. You seem pretty well adjusted. I don't think you need me, but we'll talk again in a month to check up on you and to see how things are going. And unfortunately, I don't think I need him. I just like talking to him. It's nice having somebody to bounce stuff off of that's completely unbiased, but he's a super good therapist and I don't want to steal his time away from somebody that really super needs it. I really thought I was a damn mess about some things and he'd just be like, well, this is why you're feeling that way here's how to get around that and he gave me the tools to figure it out and it worked it worked instantly uh, case in point insecurity around my wife I didn't know I had a, a abandonment issues and ends up I totally did because you know I'd been abandoned by relationships a few times uh, some really important relationships and so I just immediately go to well this could change on a dime any second and I had learned to quit living that way 
and so I don't have to second guess everything my wife says like when she says I'm handsome or she loves me or whatever and I don't have that little voice in my head saying well until she don't so uh, that's helped out a lot some of the weird little things that happened to me when I was in school got through all that and I do I feel great but <clears throat> pardon uh, that don't mean I might not need him again in the future I hope I don't want to miss the fella but I feel like I've kind of got my head on pretty straight so anyway guys it's been a blast talking to y'all I'm glad I got the audio problem fixed I don't know I don't know how y'all got through that last episode because I could hardly understand it but y'all take care of yourselves and hopefully y'all hear it from me in the future y'all take care bye